Talk Property with Ian Collins. Hello and welcome to Talk Property, the UK's number one property podcast, coming up on today's episode. I'm really passionate about financial wellbeing and financial education. 74% of teenagers currently don't feel confident about their financial education, which I think is mad. And this. You can pretty much get food from any restaurant or takeaway delivered to your house and everything is on there. So I've kind of had that concept in my mind when when creating this. It's the deliverer of the house buying journey, really. All of that and a whole lot more on the way. Talk Property with Ian Collins, brought to you by Property Notify, the UK's leading source of property sector news. Are you a landlord, investor, or thinking about getting into property? If so, then the National Landlord Investment Show is perfect for you. Attend our free one-day events across the UK and immerse yourself in an environment rich in property-based information, services and opportunities to grow your portfolio. Whether you're interested in landlord tax advice, finance, legal issues, insurance, investment opportunities or the latest prop tech, you'll find everything you could ever need at our shows. For more information and to register for your free show tickets, visit landlordinvestmentshow.co.uk. National Landlord Investment Show, the UK's number one landlord and property investment exhibition. Uh, so let's meet our guest for this episode. She is Christina Melling, co-founder and CEO of Stipendium. Christina, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Ian. Good to have you with us. So for those who don't know and where on earth have they been, tell us a bit about Stipendium. So Stipendium is a very new, innovative online platform, a digital platform that makes buying a house and remortgaging very, very easy by condensing all the tools and services that you would need to complete either one of those tasks all in one place. And so we very much streamlined and defragmented the entire house buying journey and the remortgaging journey to make it quicker, cheaper and simpler for the nation. You see that so straight away. You're speaking, I think, everybody's language on this. Aren't you? Because when you, it's a big old tick list, isn't it? When you're dealing with property, I, I always think the worth. You know, when you're working out your finances, sorry, yeah. working out right, can I afford this and can I afford that? Everyone, as a first time buyer, usually everybody made that mistake of thinking, "Yep, I've got the money together," and then they've gone. <gasps> Stamp duty. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the stamp duty. And then you add so, – so there's all of these little factors that you have to consider when buying a house. And they're, 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 they're obvious things that are very easy to – it's faff, isn't it? And It is, yeah. It if is. You, guys, you guys are coming along and, and essentially hoovering up the faff and, and making the process very easy and simple for people. Correct, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we've got the, – the actual platform itself has got several products on it. The main one is called Merge, and that's the um, sort of flagship house buying journey. And that has everything on it from mortgage to conveyancing to removals, locksmith, furniture, utilities, right down to a free takeaway on your first night in your house. So wow. it's been very much designed particularly for the first-time buyer. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll come on to first-time buyers in a second. I mean, the beautiful website, by the way. I mean, the website is incredibly easy to use. We had a look at it a little earlier. You can just navigate yourself around it very simply. Yes. And why why this model where did this come from was was this born out of your own previous frustrations of buying properties or was there something else behind this yeah i mean I, when i went through the house buying journey and i think i speak for most first time buyers or even second and third generation buyers actually when i talk about this the actual process itself is very it's sort of it's quite clunky it's quite archaic and i couldn't really understand why nobody had streamlined it and made it easier to navigate effectively. Um, I think we all go through the sort of rabbit in headlights process yep. when we go through buying a house and you don't really know 
what to do. And I think the the buyer is very much not in control of the journey. And I think it's very much left to uh, estate agents and and conveyances guiding you. So I wanted to put some of that control back in in the in the hands of the first time buyer or, or the second time buyer for that matter. Yeah. Really. And um, I think lots of other things have been streamlined and simplified. If you look at things like completely separate, but delivery, for example, yeah. you can pretty much get food from any restaurant or takeaway delivered to your house. And everything is on there. The, the entire menu is on there, everything that yep. you need. So I've kind of had that concept in my mind when, when creating this. It's sort of the div- delivery of the house buying journey, really. So that, that's a great way to look at it, yeah. Yeah. Because the one thing nobody's ever been able to work out, and I still can't work out, we've done phone-ins on the radio on this, is um, why does it take so long to buy you want to buy they want to sell there's their solicitor there's your solicitor you talk to him she talks to her why i mean you'd think well that could be done in two weeks surely what's the average six eight weeks well the average is actually 63 days for the property buying um so yeah we we wanted to significantly reduce that by some way so we've actually incorporated a completely digital conveyancing process within the model so you get real-time notifications when an action is required at your end. Yep. So that in itself, you know, reduces the time that it takes to go through that element of the process. And we've got the digital mortgage advice journey on there as well. So Brilliant. we're cutting out everything that takes time, you know, arranging appointments, getting somewhere because it's all online. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't that long ago as well that conveyancing solicitors would only communicate by letter. I said, like, what, what the hell's that all about? You know, know. And you think, hang on a sec. So you'd have to wait for like, you'd have a very simple question. You know, D- is there a downstairs loo or something that's blah, blah, blah. And you'd think, well, I've got to wait 10 days for an answer for that. This is insane. Exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's really, in my opinion, anyway, with the world that we're living in now with innovation and technology, we can really start to reduce that significantly. Yeah. So that's, that's where all that came from, really. Indeed, no no reason for it to take that long in that respect. Um, let, let's look at the property market then. I mean, you've started a, a company; it's doing incredibly well. Uh, but of course, the, you're not in control of the market. That's, that's something nobody specifically can control. And it's been an interesting year, really, hasn't it so far? And, and, and varying headlines. I mean, nothing's gone through the floor. Those dire predictions never happened. But yeah. what we do know is that a first-time buyer is a different place to where a first-time buyer was ten years ago. Correct. Property market for first-time buyers, I think it's beginning to look up. I think this year we've it started well for the first-time buyers, particularly as uh, yesterday the um, right move data re- revealed that uh, mortgage payments are continuing to fall now as uh, mortgage interest rates are softening. There are some deals now on offer below 5%, so hopefully we'll start to see more first-time buyers. In 2021, for example, there were just under 409,000 first-time buyers in the UK. Uh, which is the greatest number that we've had in over about 15 years. And obviously the pandemic's thought to have played a huge role in that drastic 35% increase it was at the time. Yeah. Uh, last year we saw a 9% uh, decrease in the number of first-time buyers, but that's understandable. Obviously we had that <laughs> mini budget. Mm. But yeah, and I think now going back to technology and innovation, there are more tools now on the market than ever to help people get mortgage ready. And I think investment in the into the UK prop tech sector, for example, that's actually grown annually by about 360%. And it actually reached um, a record of 1.6 billion in 2021. Wow. So yeah, so we're really starting to see technology pave the way to helping people get on the property ladder and for first-time buyers. Yeah, and also completely separately, we're seeing property developers now offering incentives as well to first-time buyers. So for example, there was a property developer yesterday that announced 
um, we'll pay your mortgage for you for 10 months. And then there's another one that's announced today um, that you can buy one of their properties with just a 1% deposit. So all these schemes are now starting to come out. People are making it much easier for people to start looking at their affordability. Yeah, and, and that's a good thing because after the whole 2008 crash thing, that, that changed things significantly, of course. And, yeah. you know, certainly a lot of the guys I work with, sort of the 20-somethings looking to buy the first house, one of the problems they've had is they're saving up for a deposit and they've got the required deposit. But in the meantime, as they almost hit their deposit target, the cost of the house or the type of house they want has gone up so significantly. Yeah. They've got to carry on. So they're constantly chasing their tail yeah. for a deposit. Yeah. And that's it, yeah. And we're seeing people now going to their parents and asking for early inheritance and, and things like that, you know. Um, <laughs> the bank of mum and dad would actually be in the top three banks in the UK if it were a bank, interestingly. I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. <laughs> what is the market looking like then? I mean, I know it does sort of vary. Down in London, there's a you know almost a separate economy, I guess, in some respects in, in, in any big capital. But, you know, Manchester... Birmingham, those kind of places, it, it does depend. And if you go out of big cities, you know, property prices, yeah. be, not exclusively, but become more reasonable. Um, yeah. They've taken a tiny hit, but it's not been massive, has it? No, it's not been massive. I mean, if we're looking at the northeast, I think that's probably the most affordable place to, to get on the property ladder. And interestingly, there are more first-time buyers than anywhere in the UK, actually in Scotland, Edinburgh and Glasgow. Um, Is that right? Yeah, according to the the data anyway yeah so yeah but in terms of the northwest there's not been a massive hit from what i've seen anyway i think it's it's, it's still remained pretty stable and i think um this it can only improve from now yeah I, th I think it's one of those areas isn't it that there's always going to be journalists who write you know that the, they love writing the bad headlines that this is you know yeah. everything's going to go down the pan and nobody ever will buy a property again and uh, your house is going to be worth three quid by the end of next year there's a lot of that going but actually it's not really borne out we we had russell quirk you might know of russell on a previous episode yeah and russell was in fact one of the first property commentators that i spoke with that had real enthusiasm and he was having none of this doomsday scenario stuff okay. you know he said, look, it's a property market. Every now and again, it takes a turn, but it, it, it's not through the floor. Um, it's not anywhere near that. You know, there's one, sometimes it's recalibrating, sometimes it's rebalancing, but, yeah. you know, we're, we're not in that place that many people predicted we would be. No, absolutely. And for, for a, a startup in this sector like myself, we've really battled over the last 12 months. I mean, we really couldn't have picked a worse time to, to start this business really because we started trading last March and then the property market just sort of yeah as far as the media were concerned anyway that it sort of just declined from there really and Russell was one of the the journalists that was flying the flag for um for the property market and first-time buyers and saying Do you know what this is all noise and um, so I really respected Russell last year he really kind of stood up for himself uh, and he took a lot of flack for it sometimes, but yeah, he still stuck up for himself in the property market. And it turned out that it was never as bad as they were all painting out. So yeah, and when things are bad, I mean, you just touched on it a second ago, Christina. When, when uh, you know there are companies out there that will, you know, that tailor their models to to suit that. You mentioned you know companies that are saying that you can buy with with a one percent deposit, yeah. which you know for for many first timers they won't necessarily be aware that those kind of packages are out there. No, and that's another thing really is that. The mainstream press, from what I've seen, they don't sort of advertise this stuff. It tends to be more in the industry press, which isn't where, you know, you're hitting your target demographic or the actual users that will benefit from these things. And that's that's quite a frustration, really. 
what I have seen is mortgage brokers now are starting to tailor their propositions to accommodate first-time buyers and help them get to a point where they can actually afford um, to get on the property ladder. So they're, they're actually dealing with them from a more of a financial planning perspective now, rather than, right, let's get you a mortgage in principle. Let's get yeah. you to a point where you're ready to get that mortgage in principle. So we're working with first-time buyers much earlier than previously now to get them that's, to a point where they can. That's amazing. Because otherwise you, you hit a stage where there's going to be, you know, first-time buyers will go, well, I'm not going to buy one then. And so it's just, someone's got to do something in the market to reflect the needs and reflect the climate, I guess. Exactly, yeah, that, absolutely. And that's that's where all this um, prop tech is starting to really come into its own, I think, and benefit the uh, the market. Yeah. You mentioned the Northeast as being a, a kind of thriving area for property. I mean, is there, or, or more so than perhaps other parts uh, of the country, you're in the Northwest. What, 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 what about the neck of the woods there? What's that looking like? To be honest with you, in the Northwest, particularly in the Preston area, the volume of development is phenomenal at the moment. Um, I, I drove through Preston the other day and there are properties being built. There are developers everywhere. You cannot move for them. So in terms of properties being built, looks great. But in terms of the actual data, of, of, in terms of people buying it, I'm yeah. not sure on that. So I, I couldn't comment on that exactly. I'd have to look that up. But when I see uh, places like Preston or anywhere else and you see lots of you know big apartment blocks and various other estates going up, you think, well, someone hasn't done that for a laugh, have they? That's, these are multi-million pound, hundreds of million pounds worth of investment. They've done this because they know that at some point, you know, the, whether yeah. there's a bit of a lag at the moment, but at some point that will change and take a turn. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So 2022 was when you started the business, is that right? Yes, it was, yeah. So that was last year. I mean, you've been quite widely recognised as well in that time for from the business side as an entrepreneur and everything. That, that must have been a, a heady journey you've been on. Yeah, um, I wanted to build up my profile really and really get myself out there and sort of spearhead this 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 idea that I had in my head and, and make it really well known about what I wanted to do. So, I mean, the actual proposition itself is unique because it's part of what I've explained. There's another element to it. So you can actually access it by way of voucher code. So we've created a gift card for the entire house buying journey as well. Wow. So a lot of the proposition actually stems over into the retail space as well. So we've gone crazy on, on, the, um, on the marketing side of things. It turns out that I'm really quite good at marketing. So, yeah. I never guessed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that, but... Yeah, I've, I've, I've entered lots of awards and I've been nominated for uh, Rising Star of the Year and a regional finalist at the Thai Global Women's Pitch Awards, uh, finalist at the Enterprise Vision Awards and nominated as the Telegraph NatWest Top 100 Female Entrepreneurs to Watch in the UK. So yeah, Fantastic. really, really successful um, first year in terms of product marketing and yeah. PR and that kind of stuff, yeah. Uh, and so, so 2023 looks rather exciting. Um, and there is a point as well about financial well-being and education that feeds into this as well. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I'm really passionate about financial well-being and financial education. 74% of teenagers currently don't feel confident about their financial education, which I think is mad. How has that happened? We all used to talk about that when we were at school. They don't tell you how to pay a bill. You don't have any idea of, you know, what a mortgage rate is. It can go up. All the stuff that you might think, bearing in mind this thing called life, you know, is full of all sorts of interesting yeah. twists and turns. You might think just some of the basics that you would just know by, you know, like, you know, the capital city, you know, you know, who Queen Victoria was, you've heard of the Beatles, you yeah. might know what a mortgage is, but that, that area of education financially is so lacking still. It is. And we leave school and even college and university knowing 
very, very little about what a mortgage is, what rent is, what's the difference between the two, what's tax, what's a pension, what's an investment, you know, all yeah. these basic things that we need to know when we go into the into the real world. We, we come out of, edu- of education not knowing anything about, and then we go to university, we're landed with a student loan that we don't know the consequences of if we don't pay it. And suddenly you you're in debt. Yeah, and I just think that I think that that's absolutely mad. But in the in terms of the house buying process, I mean, sixty six percent of buyers in the last six months were unaware of how the buying process worked. Eighty three percent found it stressful. Sixty percent don't know the meaning of the words offer, exchange, completion. Financial worries in terms of employment are costing employers an estimated £15.2 billion every year. So all this wow. lack of financial education in the early years is actually seeking, seeping its way into the workplace, yeah. causing loss of productivity, increased absence. And that, that for me, is, is an issue. So I think um, allowing employers, for example, to incorporate financial well-being products into the workplace um, to tackle financial issues and financial stress and um make it easier to do things such as buying a house for their employees you know really investing in the life cycles of their employees in a new and innovative way i think that's that's a massive way forward really huge Uh, and then once somebody has that knowledge you guys step in and make the process even easier that's it yeah so yeah we we can offer the products to their employees for them and take a lot of the uh, financial stress and the burdens of buying a house away from them just remind everybody then, if you would, Christina, final point then, where people can find Stipendium, where's the best place to go, what should they do when they get there? So you can access our website, it's www.stipendium.io. Stipendium.io. I-O, yeah. And I said at the beginning, incredibly slick to navigate the site as well. Thank you. That's all we're to hear. <laughs> Not at all. Um, Christina, thank you. We will speak again soon. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. No, it's been a pleasure too. That's Christina Melling, co-founder and CEO of Stipendium. Get along to the website stipendium.io and find out more details. And we'll see you on the next episode of Talk Property. Talk Property with Ian Collins. Brought to you by Property Notify, the UK's leading source of property sector news. Are you a landlord, investor, or thinking about getting into property? If so, then the National Landlord Investment Show is perfect for you. Attend our free one-day events across the UK and immerse yourself in an environment rich in property-based information, services, and opportunities to grow your portfolio. Whether you're interested in landlord tax advice, finance, legal issues, insurance, investment opportunities, or the latest prop tech, you'll find everything you could ever need at our shows. For more information and to register for your free show tickets, visit landlordinvestmentshow.co.uk. National Landlord Investment Show, the UK's number one landlord and property investment exhibition.